like Faith said, that's kind of obvious. Um, but uh, can I have a volunteer? Okay. Um, so many hands. Let's go with you. Yes. Okay, um, have you ever done a trust fall? Yes. Okay. Good job trusting me. Lexi doesn't. <laughs> okay, um, were you scared? Not really. Okay, why weren't you scared? Because I know you, and I trust you. Good answer. <laughs> okay, go ahead, go sit down, good job. Okay. If you have a Bible with you, open to Jeremiah 29 11, and if you don't, free, feel free to use the Sky Bible. Bibles these days. That's kind of sad. Good job, Kaylee. Give a hand for Kaylee. She's awesome. One second. I'm like, okay. Um, good. It's already up there. Yes, just a bit. Okay, there we go. Not 29, not 11, 29, 29, 11. My gosh. Okay, it's okay, it's okay. We can, we can pull through. There we go. Okay. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. It's a very important verse to me. Um, but first right there, we know that it says that God's got a plan for us. Good. We want him to have a plan because this is going to be a tough life. That's like, that's just out there. It's going to be a tough life. So I'm glad we've got a plan. Um, but then it goes on to say that plans to prosper and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. So what I wanted to do was I wanted to define prosper. Okay, so on my version, it says, sorry, on my version, it says to make successful, but this is just a fun fact. Under it, it says God has um, prospered his country wonderfully. I thought that was just amazing because it always uses it in a little sentence. But I thought that was just pretty cool. But it says to make successful. So what we're going to do is we're going to um, repeat it with that new definition. So, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans make you successful at not harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. So now what we know is that he's got a plan, which is good, because like I said, it's a tough life. It's going to be a really difficult life, but now we know that it's just, it's a successful plan. 
So sometimes, like, when you're playing games, like, with your friends, like, we've played games here before. Like, a while back, we played Mafia, right? And in Mafia, if you know how to play, like, you're trying to kill people, but, well, oh my gosh, I made that sound so bad. <laughs> We're probably never playing Mafia again now. Um, but the thing is, so in Mafia, you really want to have a strategy and a plan, and sometimes it's not good at all, and you end up dying. But we know from this verse that he's got a plan for us that's going to make us successful, and it's going to make us successful, but on the lines of success, we usually have some harm. But his plan is not to harm us. And it gives us a future. So I wanted to, I just wanted to break that down with you guys because this is a very important verse and we might feel like God isn't with us, but if God's got a plan for us that gives us success and a future, and doesn't harm us, then he's obviously with us and we don't need to be afraid of his plan. So my first point. So if you're taking notes, my first point is we don't need to be afraid of God's plan, which means that we don't need to be afraid of what the devil has put out to destroy us. Yeah, just like he said, go away, Satan. We don't, we don't want you here. Um, okay, my next verse is Ezra 10.4. And this is like my perfect verse. It describes everything in my life. But it says, this is a matter in your hands. We will support you. So take courage and do it. Does anyone here know Nike's like slogan? Just do it. Nike's pretty smart, huh? Okay, so rise up. In context, Ezra is on the floor bawling, bawling. He can't stand up, he can't breathe clearly, and he's basically just a big mess. But now imagine this, guys. Just take a minute and imagine this because I have never seen this happen except for when my dog died. Like, it's not a common sight. And Ezra's on the floor in the temple just crying out, bawling. And he admits to God that he has sinned, and so does his have his people. But God replies with this. And so, like, Ezra, um, Ezra's a teacher of, like, God, he's like he's kind of like Josh, except you know, way, way, way older. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, but this means that we know God's word, and he understands it. So we can safely assume that he was a pretty good man, right? Like, if you know God's word, you understand it, and you teach it to others. If you went off and like committed adultery in those times, they would probably behead you. So <laughs> we can assume he's a pretty good man. Um, but just going back to that, he's bawling on the floor because he says he sinned. He said his people sinned. But God replies with this. Take courage and do it. Take courage and do it. Courage is a hard thing. Let me tell you that. Courage is really difficult. Like, 
I can do something, but I won't have courage for it. Which is where this comes in a couple years ago. Um, my coaches in gymnastics were teaching me a flyway, and I got it, and then I was like terrified. I could not go for it. Every day I was like crying in the bathroom because I was so scared of it. Um, and at that point, I didn't have a great relationship with God. Um, I'm just gonna show you a video of a flyway real fast. Flyway. Flyways are scary. Flyers are really scary. Props to Casey in the back. She can do a double one of those. Go, Casey. Um, <laughs> but that's what I wanted to talk to you guys about because he says take courage and do it. And right now, I'm terrified for my life. Like swinging on the bar, I feel like I'm gonna die. And I do it. And like Ezra, I was just dying crying. Because in that moment, I think me and Ezra both realized that God is worthy of our trust. That we can trust God no matter what. Because he tells us to take courage and do it and because he's got a plan for us. And if he's got a plan for us, we should trust that plan. My next verse is 2 Timothy 1.7. Um, if you have a Bible, like I said, go ahead and go to that. I'm going to have to find it because I can't just open my Bible and be like, hey, that's where that is. <laughs> Not that good at the Bible. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. I'm like, um, did I pass it? Did I not pass it? What is happening here? Okay, I found it. Good me. Go me. Okay. Sticky pages, right? Okay. So... This says, God does not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And if you've been in church forever, you've probably heard all three of these verses probably hundreds of times, right? It's, they're very common verses, but they're very powerful. And so what we're going to do is we're going to break us apart. So if God hasn't given us the spirit of fear, what has it come from? What's it come from? This isn't a rhetorical question. Like, good job. Yeah, it's come from Satan. And if we can trust God, and if we don't need to be afraid of his plan, then why do we need to, like, then why do we have to trust Satan as well? We don't. We don't. Yeah, he is. And then it goes on to say, but of power, love, and a sound mind. A sound mind basically means like Satan's not in there. He gives us power, guys. Like, that's awesome. People have been killed over power. Murdered. Power is an amazing gift. And God gives us it to us right here. Because he trusts us, and in return we should trust him, right? It's common knowledge right there. And like I said, this is like a very self-explanatory verse, but it's very powerful. And that just brings me to my next point. Fear isn't from God, so don't dwell on it. Do not waste your time being scared and 
thinking that you're not good enough and thinking that God hasn't created you for who you are. God gave us this life for a reason. He gave you your parents for a reason because he's got a plan for us. Fear is not from God. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Fear isn't from God. That's not a thing. Fear isn't from God. So don't dwell on it, guys. If you guys don't go any home with anything from this sermon, take one thing. Don't let fear stop you from fulfilling God's plan. Don't let it stop you. I was afraid of my flyway for two years. And I bet you that if I had gone up and done it sooner, I probably would be a lot farther in gymnastics. Don't, don't let fear stop you from fulfilling God's plan because one of the worst things that you can do is let fear stop you from doing the things you love, from doing the things you created, he created you to do. He's got a plan for us. Now don't be so afraid that it stops you from fulfilling that plan. Whether God created you to go sing during recess and help save someone, or to go be a missionary in China, he knows how many hairs are on our head, and he knows the second we breathed and the second we will take our last breath. God's got a plan for us, guys. He's got an amazing, wonderful plan that we can trust and that we can go by for the rest of our lives. We don't need to be afraid. We don't need to have fear because I'll tell you what, God says there's gonna be trials in this life, but if we walk with God, they're not gonna be all that hard. They'll be hard, but they won't be as hard because you'll have God with you. God loves you. He created you. He gave you a purpose on this earth. Don't waste that purpose. Don't waste that purpose with things like depression, like anxiety, like suicidal thoughts. Guys, tonight is the anniversary of my grandpa's death. But what I want to do is I want to tell you that he did accept Christ, that he's in heaven right now. And I know that he did make mistakes. But I promise you, from the moment that he accepted Christ, he tried to fulfill God's plan for him. And he's probably whooping it up in heaven right now with God. I promise you he was scared. I promise you he wasn't ready to go. but I know that he's happy there. 
and I know that he was afraid. But my point here is that even though he was afraid, he still trusted God. He still trusted that God had a plan for him and that he's got a plan for every one of you guys. Now, we're going to go into a time of worship. It's a bit soon, I know. But God wants you to say yes because he wants, doesn't want you to miss those opportunities that he's got for you. He gives us opportunities not because he wants us to be like, nah, I'm good. I'll go hang out with my friends instead of going to this church thing. He gives us opportunities because he wants us to fulfill them. So I want you guys to dig deep. And if you've had something on your heart, say yes. Because like I said, like the Bible says, God is going to make us successful. Say yes and you will have a future, you will be successful, and you will not have harm. And guys, if you're struggling with things like fear and anxiety and depression, I want you guys to know that God put you on this earth for a reason. He put you on here for a reason, and you need to fulfill that because his reason might not be that much about you. He might want you to go save thousands of people in Africa or China. And if you waste your time being afraid, that's never going to happen. We're, we're going to go into a time of worship. I want you guys to give your all to the Lord. Don't let things distract you. Don't let your friends distract you. Just give it all to him. Because I promise you, he's going to do wonders that you couldn't even imagine. If everyone would bow their heads. Dear God, I pray tonight that we would have miracles made, that chains would be broken, that people more than ever before would say yes to you tonight. Say yes to your life, to your plan, and say yes to knowing that you love them. I pray that they would just feel your overwhelming spirit tonight, God, that they would feel your grace and your love. And I pray that we would just have an amazing movement in this church tonight. <laughs>